Today is the 11th day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It's fantastic, right? To come here and just take the deep breath and exhale and come in. It's peaceful. It's a global campfire here. And there's a place for everybody. So it's wonderful to be. I'm glad to be here today. Very glad to be here today. I need the oasis myself. And so let's gather, gather ourselves and dive in. We'll pick up where we left off yesterday. And that brings us back into the book of Genesis and uh, a search for a wife for Abraham's son, Isaac. Today, Genesis 24, verse 52 through 26, verse 16. When Abraham's servant heard what they said, he bowed down to the ground before the Lord. Then the servant brought out gold and silver jewelry and articles of clothing and gave them to Rebekah. He also gave costly gifts to her brother and to her mother. Then he and the men who were with him ate and drank and spent the night there. When they got up the next morning, he said, Send me on my way to my master. But her brother and her mother replied, Let the young woman remain with us ten days or so, then you may go. But he said to them, Do not detain me now that the Lord has granted success to my journey. Send me on my way so I may go to my master. Then they said, Let's call the young woman and ask her about it. So they called Rebekah and asked her, Will you go with this man? I will go. She said, So they sent their sister Rebekah on her way along with her nurse and Abraham's servant and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said to her, Our sister, may you increase to thousands upon thousands. May your offspring possess the cities of their enemies. Then Rebekah and her attendants got ready and mounted the camels and went back with the man. So the servant took Rebekah and left. Now Isaac had come from Beer Lahai Roy, for he was living in the Negev. He went out to the field one evening to meditate, but as he looked up, he saw camels approaching. Rebekah also looked up and saw Isaac. She got down from her camel and asked the servant, Who is that man in the field coming to meet us? He is my master, the servant answered. So she took her veil and covered herself. Then the servant told Isaac all he had done. Isaac brought her into the tent of his mother, Sarah, and he married Rebekah. So she became his wife, and he loved her. And Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Abraham had taken another wife, whose name was Keturah. She bore him Zimran, Jokshan, Midan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shua. Jokshan was the father of Sheba and Dedan. The descendants of Dedan were the Asherites, the Tushites, and the Lumites. The sons of Midian were Ephah, Epher, Hanok, Abida, and Eldea. All these were the descendants of Keturah. Abraham left everything he owned to Isaac, but while he was still living, he gave gifts to the sons of his concubines and sent them away from his son Isaac to the land of the east. Abraham lived 175 years. Then Abraham breathed his last and died at a good old age an old man and full of years, and he was gathered to his people. His sons Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah, near Mamre, in the field of Ephron, son of Zoar, the Hittite. 
the field Abraham had bought from the Hittites. There Abraham was buried with his wife Sarah. After Abraham's death, God blessed his son Isaac, who then lived near Beer Lahai Roy. This is the account of the family line of Abraham's son Ishmael, whom Sarah's slave Hagar the Egyptian bore to Abraham. These are the names of the sons of Ishmael, listed in the order of their birth. Nebaot, the firstborn of Ishmael, Kedar, Adbil, Mibsam, Mishma, Duma, Masa, Hadad, Tima, Jetur, Nafish, and Kadima. These were the sons of Ishmael, and these are the names of the twelve tribal rulers according to their settlements and camps. Ishmael lived a hundred and thirty-seven years. He breathed his last and died, and he was gathered to his people. His descendants settled in the area from Havilah to Shur, near the eastern border of Egypt, as you go toward Ashur, and they lived in hostility toward all the tribes related to them. This is the account of the family line of Abraham's son Isaac. Abraham became the father of Isaac, and Isaac was forty years old when he married Rebekah, daughter of Bethuel, the Aramean, from Paddan Aram, and sister of Laban, the Aramean. Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was childless. The Lord answered his prayer, and his wife Rebekah became pregnant. The babies jostled each other within her, and she said, Why is this happening to me? So she went to inquire of the Lord. The Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb, and two peoples from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other, and the older will serve the younger. When the time came for her to give birth, there were twin boys in her womb. The first to come out was red, and his whole body was like a hairy garment, so they named him Esau. After this, his brother came out, with his hand grasping Esau's heel, so he was named Jacob. Isaac was sixty years old when Rebekah gave birth to them. The boys grew up, and Esau became a skillful hunter a man of the open country, while Jacob was content to stay at home among the tents. Isaac, who had a taste for wild game, loved Esau, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Once, when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau came in from the open country famished. He said to Jacob, Quick, let me have some of that red stew. I'm famished. This is why he was also called Edom. Jacob replied, First, sell me your birthright. Look, I am about to die, Esau said. What good is the birthright to me? But Jacob said, Swear to me first. So he swore an oath to him, selling his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and some lentil stew. He ate and drank, and then he got up and left. So Esau despised his birthright. Now there was a famine in the land, besides the previous famine in Abraham's time. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Harar. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land where I tell you to live. Stay in this land for a while, and I will be with you and will bless you. For to you and your descendants I will give all these lands and will confirm the oath I swore to your father Abraham. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and will give them all these lands. And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed, because Abraham obeyed me and did everything I required of him. 
keeping my commands, my decrees, and my instructions. So Isaac stayed in Arar. When the men of that place asked him about his wife, he said, she is my sister. Because he was afraid to say, she is my wife, he thought, the men of this place might kill me on account of Rebecca, because she is beautiful. When Isaac had been there a long time, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked down from a window and saw Isaac caressing his wife, Rebekah. So Abimelech summoned Isaac and said, She is really your wife. Why did you say she is my sister? Isaac answered him, Because I thought I might lose my life on account of her. Then Abimelech said, What is this you have done to us? One of the men might well have slept with your wife, and you would have brought guilt upon us. So Abimelech gave orders to all the people, Anyone who harms this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Isaac planted crops in that land, and the same year reaped a hundredfold because the Lord blessed him. The man became rich, and his wealth continued to grow until he became very wealthy. He had so many flocks and herds and servants that the Philistines envied him. So all the wells that his father's servants had dug in the time of his father Abraham, the Philistines stopped up, filling them with earth. Then Abimelech said to Isaac, Move away from us. You have become too powerful for us. Matthew 8, 18-34 When Jesus saw the crowd around him, he gave orders to cross to the other side of the lake. Then a teacher of the law came to him and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Another disciple said to him, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus told him, Follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came upon the lake so that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us! We're going to drown! He replied, You have little faith. Why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. When he arrived at the other side of the region of the Gadarenes, two demon-possessed men coming from the tombs met him. They were so violent that no one could pass that way. What do you want with us, son of God? They shouted. Have you come here to torture us before the appointed time? Some distance from them, a large herd of pigs was feeding. The demons begged Jesus, If you drive us out, send us into the herd of pigs. He said to them, Go. So they came out and went into the pigs, and the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and died in the water. Those tending the pigs ran off, went into the town and reported all this, including what had happened to the demon-possessed men. Then the whole town went out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they pleaded with him to leave their region. Psalm 10, 1-15 
Why, Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? In his arrogance, the wicked man hunts down the weak who are caught in the schemes he devises. He boasts about the cravings of his heart. He blesses the greedy and reviles the Lord. In his pride, the wicked man does not seek him. In all his thoughts, there is no room for God. His ways are always prosperous. Your laws are rejected by him. He sneers at all his enemies. He says to himself, nothing will ever shake me. He swears, no one will ever do me harm. His mouth is full of lies and threats. Trouble and evil are under his tongue. He lies in wait near the villages. From ambush, he murders the innocent. His eyes watch in secret for his victims. Like a lion in cover, he lies in wait. He lies in wait to catch the helpless. He catches the helpless and drags them off in his net. His victims are crushed. They collapse. They fall under his strength. He says to himself, God will never notice. He covers his face and never sees. Arise, Lord. Lift up your hand, O God. Do not forget the helpless. Why does the wicked man revile God? Why does he say to himself, He won't call me to account? But you, God, see the trouble of the afflicted. You consider their grief and take it in hand. The victims commit themselves to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. Break the arm of the wicked man. Call the evildoer to account for his wickedness that would not otherwise be found out. Proverbs 3, 7 and 8 Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Okay, so in the book of Genesis today, we saw the end of Abraham's life. We've been traveling around with him, getting to know his story. His story will will affect the rest of the Bible, and so we'll be hearing references to Abraham for the rest of the Bible. But as far as the narrative in the book of Genesis of Abraham's life, he dies after 175 years of life, and then the God of Abraham became the God of Isaac. And Isaac and Rebekah have married, and they have twin sons, Jacob and Esau. And we were told that those two boys would become two different nations that would not be friendly toward each other. And we'll see that play out in the Bible as well. And then in Matthew, Jesus calms a storm. Very famous. Like if you've ever been in Sunday school, you know this story. Jesus calms a storm. His disciples are speechless when this happens. They're astonished. Like, like, like we all would be probably, right? And Jesus asked this important question. Why are you afraid? You have so little faith. And so this idea of faith begins to emerge in both the Old and New Testaments. We either see it being lived out in the lives of people that we get to know in the Bible, or we see it spoken of and described 
and demonstrated. Faith will be the glue that holds the stories of the Bible together. Faith is the glue that holds our lives together in the presence of God today. And it's a lot easier to mask our, our lack of faith when we have power, right? When we can be in our own strength because we don't really need faith. It's more of a concept when we can act in our own strength. But if we were in a boat with Jesus, for example, and the storm was going to capsize the ship and we're going to die, that's when we find out where our faith is because we'll, we'll panic, right? We'll panic, blame God for not coming through for us, blame other people, blame whatever the situation is. We can thrash around like we're in that storm or we can hear Jesus. What are you afraid of? Right? And reach in faith to God. And it might seem like that our lives continually lead us to a place of depending on God is, is like unkind. Maybe we should, we should be able to watch out for ourselves and know that we can get things done and not have to always come to a place of faith. But this is God fathering us. Like if we're parents, we kind of know how this goes. It would be unloving. It would be unkind of us if we didn't guide our children raising them up as they mature, giving them what they can handle. We, we understand the challenges involved in protecting people who have power that don't know how to use that power or nurturing and disciplining with hope, with hope for what's becoming, for who they will be. And so for them to thrive, they have to have faith that our love and protection is true. And so when we find ourselves kicking and screaming at God because things have gotten out of our control, we might remember that we're acting kind of like little children. Maybe we can calm down. Maybe what's being presented in our lives as challenge is also the opportunity to mature, the chance to grow up. Because if God is a father, then he wants us to grow up to be his sons and daughters. But that can't happen without faith. And that is a primary thing that we will see in the Bible as we continue this journey. So, Father, we invite you into that. Our faith, we might think we have strong faith, but our faith is, is relatively unchallenged a lot of the time. It's really when we've reached the end of ourselves that faith even begins. And so we place our hope and our trust for our future, regardless of what our plans are. You alone hold the keys to life. You are the source. And so we put our hope and our faith in you. And we ask as we continue to move forward in the scriptures that we learn what that means what that looks like and how that how that gets lived out in our lives we pray this in the name of Jesus amen
DailyAudioBible.com is home base. That is the website where you find out what's going on around here. And so uh, be, be sure to check that out. The Daily Audio Bible app is, is a great choice as well. You can find the app in the app store that works with your device. And that will put everything in the palm of your hand and, and uh, allow you to do a lot more as we continue this journey forward. So check that out. Check out the different sections like the community section. This is where you can get connected on social media. This is also the home of the prayer wall, which is unique to the global campfire community here. It's just a place for us to go and pray for each other, love one another, hold one another up, encourage one another. And it's always there and it's always available. So be aware of that. You can find that on the web or in the app in the community section. And if you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you humbly for your partnership. Thank you. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, there are a number of numbers that you can dial, or you can hit the hotline button in the app, the little red button up at the top, no matter where you are. But in the Americas, you can dial 877-942-4253. If you are in the UK or Europe, 4420360880078 is the number. And if you are in Australia or that part of the world, 613-8820-5459 is the number to dial. And that's all for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Good morning, family. This is Trusting Father in South Carolina. It's been a little while since I've called in, but I have been running this good race with you for many years now, and I love all of you so much. But I recently heard a prayer come through from Max, the 11-year-old who had surgery before the holidays, heart surgery, and now they um, they detect bleeding, and they're looking to uh, get to the source of that. And so, Holy Father, we come to you with a heart full of praise. Father, it is so comforting to know that you know exactly what's going on. And Holy Father, your spirit of wisdom, guidance, is leading the medical team and all involved, Lord. Father, your spirit is moving through his body. Father, you're, you're, you're bringing things together in such a way to strengthen him, to make him whole so that he can live a full life, a life loving you and serving you, Lord. Father, for such a time as this, it, it, it's, there's so many things that we see as just not having answers and, and it's just so easy to, to fall into um, hopelessness. Oh, Father, we have hope. We thank you, Lord, that 
that you are who you say you are. You are God. You are the Most High. And to know that you are moving upon Max and you're there for his family and will be for all the days of his life, oh, we praise you, Father. We shout hallelujah for his healing. Good morning, everyone. This is Abby from Maryland. Happy New Year. Oh, my goodness. For me, this is 10 years and more counting. I stopped counting after 10 years of being in this wonderful community. I'm truly grateful that I found a family in you. Um, I remember so many, especially my pregnancy journeys, when I was pregnant with my son, when I was pregnant with my daughter, I remember calling the morning of when I had to go to the hospital and asking you all's prayer, asking you all to pray for me as I was about to, as I was not feeling well. And I believe that your prayers held me through that day as I had my daughter later that evening. I just sit here and I reflect on how wonderful this community has been to me. And uh, I know I don't call much, but you all have made an impact in my life. I cry, I laugh, I rejoice. Um, Blind Tony, it's so good and wonderful to hear that you are back in your home. I'm thankful for God's divine provision. I'm thankful for each and every one of you. And I just pray for each and every one of you this year in Daily Audio Bible Community that may God keep you and watch over you as we go through 2024. May his blessings and favor pursue you in Jesus' name. Good news awaits you. And I pray that may God comfort you, wrap his hands around you, and just be more than and exceedingly above what you can think for or ask for in Jesus' name. Happy New Year, and let's continue this wonderful journey of getting intimate and close with God. God bless you. You all have a wonderful day. Bye, Abby from Maryland. Hello, DAB. This is Mergel coming from Seoul, South Korea. I've been a long-time listener, maybe over five years now, but a first-time caller. First, I want to say thank you to Brian and the whole Hardy family for putting this ministry together, uh, being obedient to the Lord, and taking us every day in a very fresh, alive and life-changing Bible reading experience. I'm calling this time because I have a prayer request. On the morning of December 31st, 2023, my sister lost her husband. They, they are young. He's in his early, he was in his early 30s, as well as my sister. And um, I haven't met her yet, still preparing for the traveling and everything that is involved. But um, I, I just, my heart is broken and I'm still processing and thinking of my sister who has to raise uh, two underage children, two years old and five years old. I just don't know where to begin to comfort her. and. I just want you to pray, pray, please pray for our family, pray for my sister. Her name is Neval, and um, pray that the whole funeral process will go smoothly. We come from Cameroon, and 
with a lot of heavy backgrounds, sometimes it can be very tricky with cultural um, uh, stuff. But please pray that the whole process will be smooth and that there will be the Lord's comfort at the end. Thank you. The blood of Jesus still freely runs. Thank you, Father, for our adoption as sons. You hide us in the secret place and you shower mercy, love, and grace. And under your wings, we're shielded from a lot of things. The world's insanity, man's inhumanity, current events that make little or no sense, usually divisive and very intense. Homelessness, addiction, gender confusion, affliction, mental illness, and a whole lot of dread concerning the future that lies ahead. Where's the love? Where's the hope? Where will our children find the strength to cope? Father, it's in you. Only you can see us through. But they too must learn to find that secret place where you shower mercy, love, and grace. Because only under your wings will they be shielded from a lot of things. Father, I want to thank you for the gift of salvation that you freely give to every man from every nation. And thank you, Jesus, for saving me, for giving me new life and setting me free, not only from the world's insanity, but from my own inhumanity, because I still struggle with accepting all others as truly being my Christian brothers. Father, please heal me, seal me. And Father, please feel me, because I want to be ready, rock solid and steady, under your wings, shielded from a lot of things. The blood of Jesus still really runs. Thank you, Father, for our adoption as sons. BlindTony1016 at gmail.com. Once again, Brian and the Harden family, thank you for this wonderful podcast for God's Holy Spirit to flow. Keep it flowing, y'all. All right, bye-bye.